Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Basketball is back and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds team matchup in You'll always find the latest odds team matchup info, player news and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. This is Lock It In, a sports betting show, part of the Believe Podcast Network. And now, here's your host, Cam Rogers. And welcome into Lock It In with Cam Rogers right here on Believe. Of course, we are presented by Bet Online. I am Cam Rogers. Thank you so much for tuning into the program. Catch me on social media. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Rogers99 and on Instagram at Mr. Rogers98. Here is what's on tap for you. Thursday night football preview. I will talk about the Titans taking on the Packers in Green Bay. Sports betting analyst Chris Thurston will join the show, give you some sports betting advice and his best bets for college football and the NFL this weekend. I will predict every single week 11 NFL game, of course, and my best bets for the final full field event on the PGA Tour before the holidays, the RSM Classic. So I will get to that as well let's get to my thursday night football prediction titans and packers the packers are laying three points in this one so the packers got an impressive win over the cowboys but was it more of a fluke let's look at the data that we have there is a bigger sample size of bad football from the green bay packers than there is of good football from the Green Bay Packers. And last weekend was fine, but still, Tennessee is 7-2 ATS this year. That's the best in the NFL. And this Titans team is playing fantastic defense. The Packers have defensive issues. They just gave up 5.67 yards per attempt against the Dallas Cowboys. That is not sustainable. And here comes Derrick Henry for the Tennessee Titans. The Titans have the best third down defense 
in the National Football League. And nobody scares you at the wide receiver position for the Green Bay Packers. So put that all together. I think the Titans win this game outright over the Green Bay Packers. I am not going to read into that victory over the Dallas Cowboys for the Green Bay Packers. I think this Titans team is legit. They are on their way to winning the AFC South, and they are on their way to winning this football game over the Packers. So there you go, my Thursday night football prediction right here on Lock It In with Cam Rogers. Coming up next, Chris Thurston will join the show, give his sports betting insight and his best bets for the weekend of football. Keep it right here on Lock It In. And welcome back to Lock It In with Cam Rogers. Joining the show right now is sports betting analyst Chris Thurston. Follow him on Twitter at CTBets16. He's a host on Sports Map Radio as well as Wager Talk TV. CT, how are we, my man? Cam, yeah, I'm doing great, man. It's uh, it's wild. The season has uh, flown by here. Only a couple more weeks of uh, college and uh, NFL season uh more than halfway uh, through through here. So doing good, but it's uh, sad to see it go so fast here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you know, it's crazy because it seems like the college football season in particular really sneaks up on you. We're almost to rivalry weekend, and, you know, we're talking about the college football playoff rankings. It's crazy how quickly the season flies by. So let's take it all in here as we talk about yes. these games and all that good stuff. So I want to start off with a macro question for you. And let's talk about sports betting trends that you have seen, particularly with football so far this year. You can talk about the NFL. You can talk about college football or both at the same time. What are you seeing so far this year in terms of trends? So the NFL has been uh, a very interesting season, right? Uh, Just when you think a team is good and uh, no one can catch them. Uh, you know, the, the bills dropped two straight that that's what everybody, uh, was saying is going to be the super bowl champs. And, uh, they are, uh, they're human. They're not this, uh, super power team that everybody was hyping them up to be. And then go to the other side, the NFC, we saw the Eagles who they thought their schedule was so easy and they were going to breeze right through the NFC East. And they run into a, a red hot, uh, Haneke and Washington commanders team. And they get the outright win. So it comes down to nobody knows anything here. And in the NFL, anybody could be anybody here. And it's kind of wide open uh, on the NFL side of things. College, uh, been a d- different story, I guess. Um, Georgia, the defending champs, they seem to be, they will be the number one seed. And I cannot see them losing. They will play at um, LSU in the SEC championship, but things uh, could get a little crazy here. The last couple of weeks uh, with the, the final four in college, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And we're talking about so many SEC teams in it, which is seemingly always the case, but certainly not teams that we've always talked about Tennessee in particular LSU this year, we got Ohio state and Michigan. You can make the argument that that game Thanksgiving weekend is a prelude to the playoff like that's a playoff game in a sense like the loser won't make it so let's talk about where we are headed here ct in the sports betting industry as a whole we have states opening it up more and more which is great here in maryland it's opening up very soon i'm getting all those promos about the uh free bets and all that so you know i'm registering up and down the line here it seems like though the bubble is bursting we're in the process here of everybody getting on board 
where do you see the future of sports betting from a better's perspective? Where are we headed here? So you you said it perfect. We're we're heading in the direction where it, it's looking like almost every single state wants to get on board here. And I can't really blame them because the money that uh, states are missing out on uh, is astronomical here. I mean, I'm in Massachusetts. Uh, we yeah. thought we were going to get lucky here a few months ago. They had the announcement. And here we are, right, November 2022, and still nothing has happened. Uh, I'm hearing more and more that it could be March and maybe next football season. Don't really understand that, Cam, because every single other state around Massachusetts in the New England area uh, has legalized it and has been making tons of money. Um, I think it's only a matter of time before the rest of the states really catch on and say, you know, we're, we're missing the boat here. And you're seeing it more and more on every single TV station that you watch that's related to sports. They're talking about gambling lines, right? ESPN, yeah, Fox yeah. Sports Net, um, Nesson, the New England Sports Net Network where I am. Yes, uh, the Yankees Network. Everybody is talking about it. So it's be it's only a matter of time before it's legalized in the majority uh, of the states in, in this great country we live in. Yeah, you know, Massachusetts, and I know the state well, I'll be there actually in 24 hours for uh, the Thanksgiving parade in Plymouth. Awesome. They've had a lot of red tape going on because I thought the mobile sports betting thing was a good go. And you're hearing that it's not going to be until March. And, you know, to your point about Nesson, they're doing the ultimate sports betting show every day as well. So they're really getting on board with this content. And then you have Encore in Boston that I think could really do well. And, you know, you know the area well. Uh, so why is it taking so long? It, that That's a great, great question. Um, I, I am not sure. It keeps on getting held up. Uh, the governor said, uh, our current governor here, um, Baker, he said that he was all for it. Okay. And he passed the bill, but still hasn't pushed through here. Um, we, November, we just... Uh, a couple of weeks ago had the election. Um, he will not be in office any longer. They elected a new governor, Maura Healy. Not really sure what she plans to do with it here. No one knows and no one I talk to can understand. <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense because we've just seen the numbers, what, what New York and New Jersey did. I believe that they were they beat numbers for Las Vegas the last couple of months this football season. Mm -hmm. So everybody I've talked to is very frustrated here in Massachusetts. Encore has built a beautiful sports book. Yeah, right great. now you could go there. Uh, there's TVs everywhere. Sit there, watch the games, and they have the betting windows already put in. Uh, there's just nobody behind the counter that's able to take your bet uh, legally there. And uh, the, the sports betting community around here is um, it, it's a very frustrating process. I don't I don't know what the holdup is here. Hopefully they figure it out and um, and get it situated soon. And here's the other plus, too, with such an influx in money coming in for sports betting, you can decrease taxes elsewhere. Right. Like, so it's exactly. a win win for the taxpayer. Like they're not paying as many taxes because the government is getting so much money from right. sports betting. So it's like, and Taxachusetts, we know, CT, like, come on, they got to lower it a little bit for you guys out there. Taxachusetts, um, yep, absolutely. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, but, you know, really exciting stuff that we are talking about right here with sports betting. So let's go back to the NFL. Sure. It seems like unders and underdogs have been the points of value so far this year. 
interesting to me because as you know, the public loves the over. Why do you think that is? Why is it the under and the underdog so far this year? It, it's it's a great question and um, kudos to you. I saw uh, an, your um, video the other day on Monday night for Monday night football and we were aligned there um, with mm -hmm. the commies. That was just too many points, divisional dog there and uh, the commies got the money. And you're right, the unders primetime games have been money, been cashing tickets here. And um, I don't know, I, I think that the the NFL, the I've seen in the in the big time games, the defenses have been great, right? I mean, we saw this Washington D these last couple of weeks, they've really, really come on strong and they're able to game plan really well. Um, they, they have enough time to watch some tape here and the Washington commanders and Ron Rivera were very prepared for that Eagles uh, offense that have been high octane firepowered scoring at will. And they did a good job at containing them. And we saw what that did. It, it's um, it's really been mind blowing stuff here. And you're right. I mean, the general better loves to bet the favorite loves to bet the under uh, it's been very um, beneficial for me. I'm an underdog better. I like to bet unders and not overs. So we'll see what happens here. We're halfway through the NFL season. That could change uh, the second half here. But um, if you're betting the underdogs and uh, unders in the NFL, you're, you're doing pretty well right now. You're doing fantastic. And I will echo what Tom Brady actually said earlier this year. The product on the football field seemingly hasn't been as great as in years past CT. And I think that's a big reason why you have these underdogs and these unders hitting so far this year. So we'll see what happens going forward. So I want the people out there to get some advice from you, especially as more and more states open up here, maybe people listening in Maryland, gearing up for their first time playing with the sports betting department here. What is your number one piece of advice for somebody just getting started? I would say if you're just getting into this space and just getting started here uh, and you plan on betting, ha have a bankroll set uh, and play by money management. I've seen so many people, you know what, including myself back in my younger days that have gotten into this and you think you know what you're doing after you hit a couple bets and all of a sudden you rattle off about five, six, seven losers in a row and you're like, oh, well, let me get it back on this game. I love this game and come over the top here. Next thing you know, you're in the hole huge here and you can't get out. Have a bankroll set. Have a number that you would want to put on a game as a unit and set up your standards for how you're going to go about that. Um, it's just mind-blowing how many times you see people uh, ripping bets at will here. And before you know it, uh, you're going to be broke. So have a game plan. Have a strategy. Talk to people that have been in this space uh, for a long time and been betting games. Don't just jump in here. And uh, and more importantly, you know what? So many people are guilty of this, betting the game just because it's on TV. You right, don't right. have to bet the game because it's a primetime game and it's on TV. There are plenty of other games out there that you could dial into. Uh, the primetime games really aren't made for people to make money on. It's for the general uh, audience of the world to enjoy a football game. I try and stay away from the primetime games as much as possible. So that would be, uh, you know, a couple pieces of advice that I would uh, that I would start with and stay away from parlays.
Stay away from parlays. Absolutely. Those are money sucks. Stay away from alcohol and betting at the same yes. time. We've all done it, CT. We've all oh, done yeah. it. <laughs> I was in Vegas for the first time, actually, for a bachelor party, no less, in September. And I was victim of that, you know, because you're at the sports book. Sure. You've got a drink going. You know, you want to get in the game a little bit. So, yeah, definitely uh, don't advise on that either. All right. We're going to get into some of your picks here sure. as we go through college football in the NFL. But first, I'm going to put you on the spot. How are you doing so far this year? How are we doing in the profitability department? College has been really good, Cam. Um, I've been very hot in college. In the last three weeks, if you followed my best bets, um, I've cashed the last three weeks uh, in my best bet for college, and I've cashed my best bet uh for nfl as well the last two weeks nfl has been kind of a mediocre year at best for me um i'm down about five or six units in the nfl but i'm up seven point i think seven and a half units in college so um college has been carrying me along here i was very high on tennessee this year uh cashed my biggest ticket for regular season win totals that was over seven and a half um, and that uh, first eight games they ripped off. So that was very nice. Um, but NFL has been picking up a little bit. I was very fortunate enough to have Green Bay this past uh, Sunday. Well so Aaron Rodgers finally uh, not giving up and throwing the towel in uh, really helped CT with that one there. Absolutely. Speaking with sports betting analyst Chris Thurston here. And Chris, let's get into the college football sphere. And let's talk about the Hawkeyes of Iowa taking on the Gophers of Minnesota. Minnesota laying two and a half, according to the book that I was looking at, over under at 32 and a half. Classic Big Ten matchup. Where are we going here? Yeah, so this is a, a four o'clock Eastern game on Saturday, and I believe it's televised on Fox. And uh, Cam, if you're looking uh, for a high octane offensive firepower game, well, this is the wrong game to tune into. But if you're looking to uh, watch a very cold, grinded out, defensive driven game, um, you should absolutely tune into this one. Uh, Cam, this this Iowa team, it's a team I was really, really high on preseason. I bet them over seven and a half wins. I thought the offense was going to be a lot better. We didn't see that with uh, trigger man Spencer Petrus. And the way the season started, it wasn't looking great now. Um, but now Iowa has a chance somehow to win this weekend in Minnesota and then home versus Nebraska, which would uh, cash that over seven and a half ticket and shockingly would also win them the Big Ten West, punch oh a gosh. ticket to the Big Ten championship game. Something I thought was totally dead about a month ago. They have to go in. They have to play Mr. Uh, Row the Boat. And uh, Mr. Rothevoet had a gimme last week for versus Northwestern, plowing through that poor run defense with his run-heavy offense. It was 58-13 uh, run-pass ratio with the backup uh, in, in for Minnesota. Starting quarterback Tanner Morgan was out, and it's not sure if he's going to be back this weekend. But I'll tell you one thing. You can't do that against Kirk Ferentz last weekend, run the ball down their throat. No, sir. And if Tanner Morgan does come back, good luck to him because he's not going to be 100%. Mm -hmm. And um, they will have a very difficult time uh, trying to run the ball against that Hawkeyes D and plan to see if Tanner Morgan is get uh, is back, take some big hits from that Iowa defense here. 
Um, the freshman running back, Caleb Johnson, he's been brilliant for the Hawkeyes as of lately. And I trust Kirk Ferentz to have his boys ready to play. Uh, get the road win. Uh, play on Iowa plus three this weekend, Saturday, four o'clock Eastern. Okay, the Hawkeyes in a Big Ten showdown. Shout out to my friend, Ben Stevens. He definitely will be watching that game. Big, Big Ten guy. Um, let's talk about Kansas State and West Virginia. More offense in this one. Over under 55, West Virginia getting seven and a half. What do we want to do here, CT? So I was I saw this Kansas State uh, team play live last Saturday. Unfortunately for me, as a Baylor alum, uh, Kansas State took it to Baylor. It was uh, probably one of the worst games I've seen Baylor play uh, in my eight, eight, nine years being a Baylor fan. Uh, Kansas State looked great, but um, something about playing in this stadium in Morgantown hasn't agreed with the Wildcats. They've lost their last three visits uh, to Morgantown, and they've tended to fall behind early. Then they dig a deeper hole trying to come uh, to climb out of the def- out of the deficit and it hasn't been uh, great for them down there in Morgantown this West Virginia team they're very scrappy and uh, they're especially tough at home where they have some really nice wins this year saw that earlier in the year they beat my Baylor Bears on a Thursday night and then most recently last weekend um, I, I I say it's a good win because it's still Oklahoma Oklahoma isn't the Oklahoma of the big 12 we're used to seeing. But they got a win over Oklahoma 23 to 20 last weekend in Morgantown. And I think, Cam, this is a classic letdown spot as you see a desperate four and six home dog uh, with West Virginia. They're fighting to avoid um, bowl bowl season death. Right. Mm -hmm. And Kansas State on the other side of things, they're fighting to maintain the important number two status in the Big 12 and try and punch their ticket uh, to a Big 12 championship game which uh, isn't if uh, this, if they slip up this weekend, uh, it's still kind of wide open. Texas is still in the hunt. Baylor is still in the hunt. Uh, It looks like TCU will no matter what be in the um, big 12 championship game. It looks like Adrian Martinez will be out uh, this weekend as the trigger man for the Wildcats. uh, And Will Howard will be pulling the trigger, which is in my opinion, an upgrade for Kansas state. Um, but I just think this number is a little too high here. And I think JT Daniels and the Mountaineers uh, are going to be able to stay within the number here. So I played on West Virginia uh, plus seven and a half here this weekend. Always a tough place to play out there in Morgantown. It'll be a crazy atmosphere. That is for sure. Okay. Let's go to the NFL, Dallas and Minnesota. You were on green Bay against Dallas a week ago, Dallas laying one, one and a half against the Minnesota Vikings here. What do you want to do? Yeah, big NFC game here uh, Sunday afternoon, and uh, we'll look to see if the Vikings can pull another rabbit out of their hat this weekend. It took uh, well, a Jeff, uh, J- Justin Jefferson one-handed catch of the right. year, a complete mental breakdown from the Bills that led to a defensive score in the final minute, and then they get an OT win in Buffalo, which is just unheard of. What's next for uh, Kirk and company? They've now moved their record to uh, NFC tying best eight and one here. Well, I can tell you what's next, Cam. They're going to lose at home this weekend to the Cowboys in a huge letdown spot. The Cowboys, the, like we were talking about, they just blew a 14-point uh, fourth quarter lead to the Packers despite Sunday, this past Sunday. Um, despite all that, Cam, Dallas has been one of the best 
point spread teams covering their 19 of their last 26 games here. And the Vikings are a little banged up. They might be without two of their best uh, corners here. And corner Cameron Dantzler is definitely going to be out with a high ankle sprain. And they also might be missing starting offensive tackle uh, Christian Darashaw who went out this past weekend in that uh, in that game versus Buffalo. Um, I think the boys are rightfully favored on the road here, and the boys can play very well on both sides of the ball. I expect them to rebound this weekend and play a complete game. I like Dallas to take care of business pretty comfortably and get the road win and send this lucky Vikings team to two losses. Played on Dallas minus one, and this is my best bet for the NFL this weekend. Yeah, I love that play as well. I think Minnesota is due for a loss, especially after a game like that against Buffalo on the road, long game, all that good stuff. So, all right, we'll see what happens there. Big matchup. And then let's get to Chicago and Atlanta. The Falcons are laying three, coming off a mini bye on Thursday night football. They looked horrible on offense against the Carolina Panthers. Here comes a really good offense in the Chicago Bears all of a sudden. What do you want to do here? Yeah, right. Exactly like you said, Justin Fields. Uh, we've seen him. He, he's emerged as uh, what the Lamar Jackson of that of the NFC, you could say. Um, however, as we saw this past weekend, the Bears uh, can't win because they can't stop anybody. Mm. Have, they've traded away their best pass rusher, their top linebacker. The Bears have surrendered an average of 38.3 points in their last three games. So it doesn't matter that Fields uh, has run for 325 yards the last two games while accounting for eight touchdowns uh, during that span. You could throw that out the window, Cam. Uh, we saw them completely melt this past Sunday. Throw that game away uh, against the Lions at home. Uh, and the Falcons, I think they should play much better than they did against the Panthers last Thursday night. Um, coming off kind of a mini buy playing on Thursday, right? Um, Atlanta, they could keep the ball um, out of the, the hands of Justin Fields here with their fourth ranked uh, ground attack going against Chicago's 28th ranked rush defense. The offense really hasn't been great. The last three or four games for the Dirty Boards, they've been held uh, to 17 points or fewer. But I think Marcus Mariota should be able to get the ball moving on that weak Chicago defense. And uh, I'm going to lay the short number here with the Falcons at uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium this weekend. I played on the Falcons uh, minus three over the Bears this weekend, Cam. There you go. Best bets with CT bets right here on Lock It In with Cam Rogers. CT, appreciate the time, sir. Folks, you can follow him at CTBets16, also a host on Sports Map Radio, 8 o'clock Eastern time, weekday nights. Check him out there. Been on the show. A lot of fun. CT, appreciate the time. Cam, thanks for having me. Good luck to everybody this weekend and cash them. Welcome back to Lock It In with Cam Rogers. Thank you so much to CTBets for joining the program. Really great insight there. Let's get to my NFL Week 11 predictions. Here's my record so far this year, 84, 65, and 1, straight up 72 and 78 against the spread. I will be frank with everybody out there. Last week was probably my worst week of the year. So there's nowhere else but up here, okay? I'm confident in that. So let's get to my pick for the Panthers and the Ravens. The Carolina Panthers travel to Baltimore to take on these Ravens who are laying 12 points in this one. This is the biggest spread I've seen for Baltimore so far this season. The Panthers are somehow still in the playoff hunt thanks to a bad NFC South. 
Carolina is 0-4 ATS versus teams with winning records. John Harbaugh historically has been great versus the NFC. And the Ravens just recently absolutely dominated the Saints on the line of scrimmage. And they can do the same against Carolina, 22nd in rush DVOA so far this year. Mark Andrews will likely be back. Roquan Smith settled in as middle linebacker for this Ravens defense. And honestly, yes, Baker Mayfield has had some good games against the Ravens, but I don't think it happens for the Carolina Panthers and this offense this week. Give me the Ravens. It's a lot of points to lay to cover minus 12. Cleveland Browns, Buffalo Bills. This one in Buffalo. The Bills are coming off a very wild and bizarre game in which, of course, they lost to the Minnesota Vikings. The Bills are laying eight and a half in this one. That loss to the Vikings, I think, was more of a fluke than anything else. The Bills are still one of the top-tier teams in the AFC. The Browns have issues. They just got blown out against the Miami Dolphins. The Bills still have the number one defense in DVOA, and the Browns are 1-7 and seven straight up in their last eight road games. So the books are praying for you to take the points with the Cleveland Browns in this one. Don't listen to the books. Listen to Cam Rogers and lock it in. The Bills are going to cover in this game minus eight and a half. They are still Super Bowl favorites for a reason. Yes, Josh Allen has to play better at the quarterback position, but this is a good get-right game for him and the Bills offense against these Browns. I will take the Bills to cover minus eight and a half. Philadelphia Eagles. Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are getting six and a half in this one. You knew a loss was coming at some point for Philadelphia. Did not expect it to happen against the Washington Commanders. Now the Eagles can just focus on being a top-tier NFC team, right? You can forget about the whole going undefeated thing. So I think this Eagles squad will be focused here as they take on Jeff Saturday's team and Matt Ryan at the quarterback position. But here's the problem with Indianapolis and why I can't take these points. They can't run block. They just can't win on the line of scrimmage. And when Matt Ryan sees just an ounce of pressure in his face, he turns the football over. There's a reason why he's one of the leading quarterbacks in terms of throwing interceptions. Yes, the Eagles stink against the run, but I'm willing to side with Philadelphia here and for them to cover that minus six and a half number. If it was minus seven and a half, could be a different story. But I think Philadelphia covers this number easily. Washington Commanders and the Houston Texans. The Texans are getting three points at home. Did the Commanders just win their Super Bowl against the Eagles on Monday Night Football? Is regression to the mean coming here this week against a professional football team? Yes, could be the worst team in the NFL, but the Texans are professionals. And they're also 4-2 and two ATS in their last six home games. Not many people are probably going to watch this football game, particularly because both offenses do struggle, ranking in the bottom 10 in yards per play. But in a game like this, you just sort of have to flip a coin and go from there. But I will rely on my friends at Alloy for this one. I think Houston wins this football game outright. They're not going to finish the season with one win. They're not that bad. 
So it is totally understandable for the commanders to sort of lay down here after an emotional win, coming off a short week, of course, playing on Monday night football. So I'm going with the Texans to win outright. The Jets take on the Patriots. The Patriots are laying three points in this one. The New England Patriots haven't lost to the Jets since 2015. I was a junior in college. That's 13 straight victories for the Patriots. New England is 5-1 and one ATS in its last six games. 4-0 and oh ATS in its last four games against the Jets. In two full games against New England, Zach Wilson has seven picks. That's not good. The Patriots will sell out against the run and dare Zach Wilson to beat them. And he has shown so far he can't. The Patriots cover no problem, minus three. Detroit Lions, New York football Giants. The Giants are laying three points in this one. They are 7-2 and two ATS this season, tied for the best in the NFL with the Titans. Seems like the books are still not giving the Giants a lot of credit. Of course, I was very wrong about them last week, picking the Texans to win on the road. How silly of me. But the points just aren't enough for me here to go with the Detroit Lions, a team that is one and seven straight up in its last eight road games. Both teams are similar in certain areas, of course. Both are top 11 in running the football, bottom three in stopping the run. But the Giants are good in terms of having a scoring defense. The Detroit Lions are not. And so I think that's the difference here. Giants cover minus three. Los Angeles Rams, New Orleans Saints. The Saints are laying four. This one's simple. I'm going with the Saints to cover because the Rams are just absolutely broken right now. Multiple injuries on the offensive line. Their defense is horrible. They lost Cooper Cup for at least a month due to injury. Matt Stafford is currently in concussion protocol as of this recording. We don't know if he's going to play. Give me the Saints minus four. Chicago Bears, Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are laying three points in this one. Both teams coming off brutal losses to divisional opponents. Give the Bears credit. Their offense has come alive here. Chicago has averaged 30 points in its last three outings, tied for the third best in the NFL in that span. The Falcons offense is really sputtering at this moment. So, They've been held to 17 or fewer points in three of the last four games. I can't trust this offense. I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears to win this game outright. Raiders taking on the Broncos. The Broncos are two and a half point favorites in this one. They have lost to the Raiders five straight times. I'm going with the Raiders to win this game outright. Derek Carr is the better quarterback right now over Russell Wilson. The Broncos will be without Jerry Judy. Denver is 3-6 and six ATS this season. Like, there's no reason for me to go with Denver here. I'll go with the history. I'll go with the Raiders to win this game outright. Dallas Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings. Could this be a potential NFC Championship preview? Bizarre loss for the Cowboys a week ago against the Green Bay Packers. They had no business losing that football game. And the Vikings got lucky to beat the Buffalo Bills. The obvious difference here is the defense. The Cowboys are number two in total DVOA, sixth in opponent yards per play, 10th in third down defense. 
12th in red zone defense and first in sack percentage. The Vikings are 19th in total DVOA, 28th in opponent yards per play. The Vikings have been a nice story, but they are due for a loss. It's going to happen this week. The Cowboys cover minus one. The Bengals take on the Steelers. The Steelers are getting four and a half in this one. Of course, these two have already played. The Steelers beat the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati in week one. Have we learned more about these teams since then? Really? No. So the Steelers have lost three of the last four against the Bengals, and the games haven't been close. TJ Watt is back for the Steelers. That's the good news for them. But I think this four and a half number is not big enough for me to take the points. I think the Bengals have revenge on their mind. The Steelers will be without Minka Fitzpatrick in the secondary. Give me the Bengals to cover minus four and a half, especially going up against a rookie quarterback. The Chiefs take on the Chargers on Sunday night football. The Chargers are getting six and a half in this one. Back-to-back Sunday night football matchups for the Chargers. Historically, these matchups have been close. Three points, six points, six points, three points. In the last four games, the Chiefs have been horrible ATS this year, 3-5-1. and one. And I think Brandon Staley's defense fits better for a pass-first offense. And that is the case, of course, with the Chiefs. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen may be back at the wide receiver position this week. So I will take the Chiefs to win this game outright, but the Chargers do cover plus six and a half. Monday night football, the 49ers take on the Cardinals in Mexico City. The Cardinals are getting eight points in this one. As of this recording, it's hard to know if Kyler Murray is getting the start. I am assuming he will. Interestingly, the Cardinals actually swept the 49ers last year, but the Cardinals have hardly looked as good this year. They were a playoff team a year ago. Certainly not the case this year. And I think the 49ers are the best team in the NFC. In a spread like this, though, I will take the points in a divisional matchup. So give me the Cardinals plus eight, but the 49ers do win this game outright. All right, there you go. My NFL Week 11 predictions right here on Lock It In. I also want to touch on the college football playoff rankings that came out this week. Georgia at one, Ohio State at two, Michigan at three, TCU at four. TCU should not be a playoff team. Yes, they're 10 and 0. Yes, they're 7 and 0 in conference. Yes, they score over 40 points per game on the same line as Georgia. But here is my question to you. Can TCU beat Tennessee, a team that's number five right now? Can TCU beat LSU, a team that's number six at this juncture? Can TCU beat USC, a team that's number seven? Maybe. But the first two, Tennessee and LSU, TCU would not be favored in that football game. So why should TCU, even though they're 10-0, be above Tennessee and LSU? 
there are just too many differences with these conferences. The Big 12 is not the Big 10 or the SEC. So I hope that even though TCU may win the conference championship, the college football playoff committee decides to go with an LSU team that makes it to the SEC championship and maybe even wins the SEC championship or goes with a Tennessee that has only lost one game so far this year. That's just one gripe that I have about these rankings. But anyway, I digress. You're listening to Lock It In with Cam Rogers right here on Believe and Sports Map Radio. Coming up on the other side, my best bets for the PGA Tours RSM Classic this week. And welcome back to Lock It In with Cam Rogers. Wrapping up the hour here as we discuss my best bets for the RSM Classic. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Rogers 99 and on Instagram at Mr. Rogers 98. The last full field event of the 2022 calendar year. We head to St. Simons Island in Georgia, Sea Island Golf Club to course rotation. Distance off the tee doesn't matter much here this week. These courses really require accuracy off the tee more than anything else. Typically a birdie fest as well. Let's get to my outright selection here. I'm going with Brendan Todd to win this tournament. And I think it is a perfect fit for him. When hitting fairways is key, Brendan Todd typically performs well. Fourth place finish here in 2019. Couple of top 10 finishes this fall swing. Fourth most accurate driver in this field. 13th in strokes gained putting over the last 24 rounds. Really great wedge player as well. I think it's his time for another victory on the PGA Tour. So Brendan Todd is my outright selection. My top 10 pick is Andrew Putnam. Similar style of a golfer as Brendan Todd. Shorter hitter, but great putter. Five top 40 finishes in his last six starts. So he's making cuts. Consistency is key. Second in strokes gained putting over the last 24 rounds. Top 25 in driving accuracy. Really great Bermuda putter as well. Andrew Putnam for a top 10. Top 20, Denny McCarthy. Great putter. Loves this golf course. Two top tens here in his last two starts at this tournament. Seventh in this field in Bermuda putting. So Denny McCarthy top 20 as well. My best bets for the RSM Classic right here on Lock It In. Thank you so much for tuning into the program. Plenty of more content to come. Another Lock it in next week on Thanksgiving night that will air on Sports Map Radio, 7 o'clock Eastern time. The podcast version will drop earlier in the week. Hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving, and I will talk to you next week.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.